The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 1111 I love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her head 406 on the Central Coast on this Monday, March 13th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. Dave, why are you playing Beach Boys music? I am so glad you asked. I'm playing Beach Boys music. I'll probably do it again tomorrow because all this week, Andy Morris and I are giving away Beach Boy tickets. Just to be clear, this is the Mike Love, Bruce Johnston version of the Beach Boys. Nothing wrong with that. They're coming to Vena Robles Amphitheater on July 5th. Now, the local pre-sale starts on Thursday at 10 a.m. And you can buy tickets with the code word, the password, Vibrations. There's a clever one. And then they go on sale Friday to the general public. But Andy's got tickets. I've got tickets. Just keep listening. Simple as that. And good luck getting those tickets. On this broadcast this hour, a little bit later on, I have a few thoughts about Kristen Smart. And then we're going to hear from our district attorney, Dan Dow. He's got a few thoughts as well. Chris Lambert at 505, Matthew Smart around 530. We're busy. A lot going on, not the least of which is weather. I don't need to remind you what we have been dealing with weather-wise. But you need to be aware that there is more on the way. Always good to be in conversation with the one, the only, Mr. John Lindsay, who joins us now. John, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, Craig. How's everybody doing today? We're good. How are you in your squeaky chair? Doing fine. We're doing good. <laughs> All right, John, let's start with, well, I want to backtrack a little bit later on and talk about what happened, but I want to focus specifically on what's happening tomorrow. What are we to expect? Sure. So um, we'll start seeing the southerly winds uh, beginning to increase tonight along with increasing clouds. And for tomorrow, we've got a 998 millibar surface low, so pretty intense storm. An associated cold front will move to the central coast on Tuesday. Now, the winds will really pick up by 8 a.m., and they'll peak at 11 a.m. at about 32 to 46 miles per hour with gusts up to 60 miles per hour. Uh, as the cold front passes over our area, rain will start at 0400 a.m. Uh, tomorrow morning. Um, it'll be its heaviest between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. as the cold front passes over our area. Then that heavy rain will turn to more steady but moderate to, to heavy rain conditions beginning at 4 p.m. continuing through 2200 or 10 p.m and a few light rain showers will develop on Wednesday morning and ending by Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we'll have a dry period on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, except for night and morning low clouds and fog. Look for the marine layer to return. And then the next chance for rain will be on Monday, the 20th of March, Dave. So we're not done. we got more rain. we got more rain coming. Got more rain coming. Uh, Monday storm at this point doesn't look nearly as strong or as intense as tomorrow's storm. Now, for tomorrow, we're expecting between 1.5 and 3 inches of rain in the coastal valleys and the inland valleys with up to 4 inches of rain in the San Lucia Mountains. Uh, normally, that wouldn't really be that big of a deal. 
except the soil is totally saturated. Uh, reservoirs are, are really filling up. Uh, last time I, I checked, uh, uh, Lake Lopez is approaching 80% of capacity. Well Rock Reservoir is, is 100% spilling, uh, first time in 18 years. Uh, Santa Margarita is, last time I checked, was 116% of capacity and really spilling over. Uh, Nonciamento is holding about 83, 84%, but they've been doing water releases there, Dave, uh, for flood control. And Lake San Antonio is about 44% of capacity as we speak. So plenty of water, but we're not expecting any snow on the hillside, are we? No, at this point, snow levels should remain above, uh, say, seven or 8,000 feet. Uh, so the tallest peaks in San Luis Obispo County is around 5,200 feet. So we shouldn't see any snow uh, during this during this uh, this event. We're checking in with John Lindsay now. The storm that's on its way is this also coming from Hawaii? It is. So it's going to be referred to as the Pineapple Express or uh, or the Atmospheric River, as I said before. In meteorological circles, called Turn on the Hose, and uh, yeah, it looks looks like a, a very significant storm system. Uh, of course, what we're worried about is that cold front stalling. Are not moving as fast as we thought it would move through the area. If that happens, then we could see rainfall amounts much greater than what's advertised by the models. Mm. And uh, how much advance warning will we have on that, John? Well, if the front stalls, then if it's see that it's not moving, um, probably a few hours, uh, only a few hours of advance warning at that point. How significant will the wind be? The wind's going to be really significant, Dave. Like I said, between 36 and 46 miles per hour, 32 to 46 miles per hour, with gusts up to 60 miles per hour. And uh, what that means, the ground's really saturated, and a lot of those root systems, a lot of the trees are really going to be compromised. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to see quite a few trees being toppled over by these winds. Because uh, isn't that one of the differences between what's happening tomorrow and what we had last week, John, is that we really didn't get that much wind? Well, we, we did get some wind. Um, in fact, uh, Lake um, Mount Low on the Quest of Grade saw a gust up to 62 miles per hour. But you're right, a, a lot of the other areas didn't really, really see that much wind. I think on this system, we're going to definitely see a, a much, uh, well, I think more severe winds than we did the last system. And as I said before, with the ground being so saturated, that's going to be problematic. And allow me the question is, is that, I mean, this has been a phenomenal year, and it sounds like we're not even close to having it over. But uh, this is just Mother Nature at work, right? It's not like something happened to suddenly bring us all this rain and wind. This is Mother Nature. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at Rocky Butte. So far, they've had 81.9 inches of rainfall. Uh, generally speaking, Rocky Butte gets around 40 inches of rain uh, per year. And so consequently, we're 205% of normal rainfall at Rocky Butte. And like I said, we're still expecting more rain uh, later on in March and, and probably going into April. Uh, Cal Poly, the home of climatology for San Luis Obispo, the records there extend back since the 1880s. And uh, right now, uh, for the uh, for the rain season at uh, Cal Poly, um, we've had 37.4 inches. The normal amount of rainfall there is about 24 inches. So we're, we're almost uh, 
about 180% above average rainfall at Cal Poly. And, of course, the snowpack in the southern Sierra is over 200% of, of average. And that's going to be another problem with this particular storm, with the snow levels being so high uh, above uh, seven or 8,000 feet that when that warm rain will uh, fall upon that snow, uh, a greater amount of, of melting w will occur, and, of course, more runoff will, will happen. So that's going to be a, another issue, especially in the Central Valley and the foothills of the Sierra Nevada. So uh, this is going to be, I think, going to be a very significant storm system. Um, on its own right, it would be significant, but uh, combined with the soil saturation, the tremendous amount of, of snowpack, and the high elevation snow levels, I, I think all this is going to combine to sort of produce the perfect storm. To use an old cliche, Dave. All right. Our go-to weatherman, John Lindsay, is back with us, warning us of a big storm coming our way starting about 4 a.m. in the morning. If you're going to go to Spencer's, I would do it tonight and load up. Short break. We'll be back and chat more with John. We're live. We're local. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. You know, we always talk about the Stahlberg and Tatum text line. Guess what? Wednesday at 5 o'clock, Stahlberg and Tatum are going to be here in studio. Now, Jeff's been here multiple times over the years, but we haven't met Mary Tatum before. So let's find out a little bit about Mary and uh, talk. Also on uh, Wednesday, Joe Brittingham will explain everything happening with the economy. A lot of economic news. Not to worry. Joe will sort through it. Michael Boyer will also be with us in the Boys and Girls Club. We are so busy. It's Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. After news, at the bottom of the hour, we shift our attention to the Kristen Smart case. We will hear from District Attorney Dan Dow, podcaster Chris Lambert, and Matthew Smart, Bob Cam at 6.05. Meanwhile, we're trying to stress that you should be taking the weather seriously and get ready. And John, Lindsay, as we're back with you, for folks just tuning in, what's starting at 4 a.m.? Well, uh, Dave and, and Craig, I just got the 1800 model run. This came in as you were uh, taking a break there. And it looks more intense than 1,200 Zulu model run. And now we're expecting between 3 to 5 inches in the coastal, uh, the coastal and inland valleys and up to 8 inches of rainfall in the Santa Lucia Mountains uh, above Camry and San Simeon and, and Big Sur. Um, so and these rain rates are going to be uh, close to 1 inch per hour during the peak of this event, uh, which will be... Uh, well, Tuesday late morning about 11 to Tuesday afternoon about 1 p.m. Uh, for San Luis Obispo County. And, uh, you know, can't even rule out maybe some isolated thunderstorms uh, could uh, briefly uh, occur over area during the frontal passage. And because of all the previous heavy rains uh, this winter have really saturated the soil, so runoff will occur quickly. Uh, similarly, rivers and streams will be quick to rise, with some likely to go above their banks at times, especially you know, in the uh, northern part of San Luis Obispo County and in the uh, Santa Lucia Mountains. Um, so it's really important that you pay attention to uh, uh, the watches and the warnings issued by the National Weather Service and their office in Oxnard. 
and uh, you know it's it's good to right now is, is prepare for this upcoming storm and as as we always say you know get a couple of one gallon uh, jugs of, of water and freeze them up in your freezer so if you do lose power you can just put them back in your refrigerator and and you're good to go um, another thing is make sure you have flashlights with fresh batteries um, always have my trusty uh, transistor radio with me uh, that run, also runs on, on a battery. Uh, another thing, too, is we're expecting a lot of trees, the potential of a lot of trees toppling over uh, with these very strong southerly winds because the soil is so saturated at this point. When the trees start toppling over, that's always an issue for power lines. So if you see a power line that, that's down on the ground, whatever you do, get people and pets and especially kids away from those uh, down power lines and call up 911 as that is a uh, an emergency at that point. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, just a, a lot of things to really kind of prepare for, Dave, on, uh, before um, the storm hits. I'm sorry, John. On the Stolberg Tatum text line, text number one, would this be considered a 100-year storm? No, I, I not really, but I think what, what could make it a 100-year event is not the storm itself, it's just the the ground being so saturated at this point um, could turn into a could turn into a major event. Uh, text number two on the Stolberg Tatum text line: Do you expect Lake Nacimiento and Lake San Antonio to fill? Well, you know, unfortunately, I wish there was a pipeline from Nacimiento to San Antonio because the last time I checked, in fact, I could look uh, right now. As far as the level should be out for for today, so let's let me go to San Antonio and San Antonio and Lake Nacimiento lake levels for the current week. And uh, right now, uh, for Monday, Lake Na- or Lake San Antonio is at almost fifty percent. It's come up to almost halfway filled. Now, um, for Lake Nacimiento. On Saturday, it was 92%. On Sunday, it dropped down to 90%. And today, currently, it's 87%. And the reason why those uh, numbers have been dropping is they've been doing a lot of release of water for flood control. So on Sunday, they were releasing over 8,000 cubic feet a second of water to try to reduce those levels in Lake Nacimiento. So I think as we get closer to the end of fall or into the end of March into April, they'll probably uh, really diminish the amount of releases that they're doing, and that'll probably bring the lake up to, to nearly 100%, maybe actually a, a spill over. But they're keeping those levels lower than what they sh- what they could be right now because of flood control. They need that extra storage just in case we get a big rainfall event that they could capture that rain before it goes in the Salinas River. Um, for San Antonio... Maybe I'm thinking like maybe sixty, maybe seventy percent by the by the end of the of the season. We'll see what happens. Let's take a call. We've got Mark in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Mark. Hey, John. Uh, the, the San Luis Obispo has a huge investment in a pipeline to Nacimiento. So at this point now, uh, are, are the you, do you think all the cities are able to have that pipeline uh, open fully and and just maximize their uh, water allotment from Nacimiento? Yeah, I, I really don't know, Mark. That, what, what a great question, and I'm not a, a water 
expert, you know, as far as that goes. It's kind of an intriguing idea, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, it's the, a huge part. To be honest I mean, we spent, with you, I really we're don't know at this point. Seventy-five million for that pipeline. Yeah, but don't drag John into politics, please. He's just a weather no, guy. I, no, no, it's it's not meant that at all, Dave. I just the benefit is if we can maximize our water, we can replenish our groundwater. It's it's really sure, wonderful sure. for the city of San Luis Obispo. That was my that was my point with Nacimiento being full. That they probably have turned the spigot back open again. So anyway, I understand, John. You probably don't follow that. I just was curious, and uh, thank you. All right, uh, thank you, Mark. Appreciate the call. Is there anything else you wanted to say there, John? No, I, I think Mark brings up a wonderful idea, and I'm not sure if they're doing it or, or not doing it. But I think he brings up a, a really good point. And my point was, I wish there was a pipeline between Nacimiento and San Antonio. Because all this release of water could have been released in Lake San Antonio and bring that up to to 100%. So, yeah, that, that may be something to think about in the future. Chatting with John Lindsay on the Stolberg Tatum text line. I always appreciate when John Lindsay's on. This year was predicted to be cold and dry. Can you ask, John, how we were so far off? Well... It was definitely a La Nina year, and historically La Nina years produce below average rainfall and below temperatures. And we did get below average temperatures, but we also received way above average rainfall. And the same thing occurred back in 1964, 1994, and 2004 were also strong La Nina years that produced above average rainfall. So most of the time, about 75% of the time, uh, when we have a La Nina, it does create below-average rainfall, but 25% of the time, the opposite could occur. And for this year, that's what that's what happened. Well, this is interesting. Uh, someone is texting in on the Stolberg-Tatum line. They've already closed the intersection at Marsh and Higuera as a preemptive move. At three, yeah. Starting at 3 p.m. So starting at 3 p.m., that intersection is closed for a storm that is... 12 hours off. Why would that's they be doing interesting, that? interesting, isn't it? They're being very proactive, Dave. So that's, that's probably a good thing. I, I think what the flood control managers and, and the, the emergency response folks are, are worried about is just how saturated the, the soils are. I think that's a real game changer on, on this particular system. Or maybe they don't want to pay overtime to the city workers to come out and do it at night. So they're just doing it now so they can save the money. It could be also. Right. I don't know, Dave. But John, it, it, know. it's good that they're being proactive, in my opinion, because there's nothing more important than safety. Derek Johnson, the city manager, is going to be with us towards the end of the month, so we'll be sure to ask him. John, we always appreciate your time. i got about 40 seconds for a final reminder about tomorrow. Yeah, so it's always great to be on your show, and, and thank you for being there, Dave. And, and Craig, you provide a tremendous community service. And it does look like with the latest model runs that this came in, that this will be a very intense and, and dynamic uh, storm system. And be please get prepared and, and take all those wonderful steps um, to get prepared now for tomorrow's storm. Get your grocery shopping done tonight and maybe work remotely from home tomorrow. Stay off the roads as much as you possibly can. All right, John, thank you. We'll be in touch. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, John. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. You're listening to Hometown Radio.
the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111